Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode number 99. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Brussell. Thanks so much for joining us. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber to the show, either way, we are glad you're with us. And we are glad that spring is finally here. The weather is great, and it's time to tune that game of yours up. And what's going to be going on shortly to some of the stores in the Edwin Watts Golf franchise are some short game instructional clinics designed to help you shave some strokes off your game in that scoring area, the short game. And who better to join us than an expert in the short game? He is the founder of Bocieri Golf, the makers of Heavy Putter, Mr. Stephen Bocieri. Stephen, thanks so much for taking the time with us today. Hey, Tom. Glad to be with you today. You know, we just got done with basketball a little while back, and it seems like people forget in basketball the whole part of the game is to put the ball in the hole. They're worried about flash and dash. And in golf, I guess a lot of people still forget that the objective is to get the ball in the hole the fewest number of strokes. Everybody wants to knock it a mile. I wonder why it is a lost thought that uh, to working on the short game that's so important, and you've been so successful in it. Well, I, I, I do understand why everybody is so excited about the drivers of today, and, and I, I know for playing golf for over 50 years, the, the one thing that I know that most golfers, the fear of most golfers is that first tee. And so everybody spends hours and hours and hours practicing or warming up on the, on the drainage before they head over to the first tee because they know everybody at the country club is going to be standing there watching them, and they don't want to shank it or blow it into the woods or do something stupid on the first tee. And they, don't, they really don't spend any time at all trying to practice their putting because they know no one's going to see miss the first, have their first three putt. You know, down, down the fairway, no one's going to notice that. So everybody's so focused on, you know, missing that long club on the first tee that uh, that's where they put all their efforts. And they, they really do forget the fact that it's usually 36 putts per round, less if you're a better player. And the putter is probably the most used golf club in your bag. And they just... Uh, they just forget about it, and just because of that fear factor on that first tee. Well, over the years, you fit thousands of people for putters. Why don't you talk a little bit about, tell the listeners a little bit about your past, and then let's lead into that as far as what you do when you start fitting a person for a particular putter. Sure. Uh, well, my past history was that, and the development of the heavy putter was all for my own use. Um, you know, I was trying to play competitively. And uh, the one thing that I really noticed is that I was very inconsistent with putting. Some days I was a hot, streaky putter, made five, six birdies in a round, and then other days I was as cold as you could be and, and had zero, zero birdies in a round. And it was all tee to green. I hit 14, 15 greens in regulation. And where the score became different was really getting it in the hole. So the development of the heavy putter was all about my own use and when i started adding weight to a putter i recognized that my variability started getting tighter i was more consistent with a heavier putter um, and what i was doing is adding so much lead to my zing you didn't know it was a zing anymore and i got to a point where it was so heavy that i put too much weight on it and then on longer putts it became like a slingshot effect through impact and it was really not not a very effective tool for uh, hitting 20, 30-foot lag putts. So with, with that in mind, I, I developed the back-weighting system, and once I added the back weight to the, to the golf club, I was able to add even more mass to the head, and the total weight of the golf club really improved my body mechanics and made my putting stroke in perfect concert. So I used the bigger muscles, disengaged the little hands, 
and I became very effective on eight ten footers, and I was also able to lag it up to, uh, you know, sixty feet within plus or minus two feet all day long because I wasn't applying any hit to the uh, style stroke. Well, I'm sure people come up to you and they say, "Well, look, I play on." Icy greens at my club. I can't play with this putter. It's it's too heavy. I'll be knocking it off. It's really the opposite effect, right? Absolutely. The uh, one of the things I do when I do a fitting is I have people try the heaviest putter. We make uh, three weight categories: a heavy, mid, and a light. And I have them stroke the heavy putter first, and I have them make a mental note as to the pace of that stroke. And then I have them try the mid weight, and then a light weight, and then of course a conventional putter. And basically, a conventional putter is moving at twice the speed as the heavy putter. So the original heavy putter was designed for the slickest, fastest greens, like Augusta, what the guys are playing on this week. So the fact that the putter is moving at a slower velocity, believe it or not, on the fastest greens, the putt's going to come up short with the same size stroke. When you're looking at fitting people, Stephen, where do you get into dominant eye, less dominant eye, looking at offset versus non-offset and verse you know how will that person know the right putter for them versus going off and just grabbing it off the rack because they saw somebody using it on tv yeah well the first thing uh, there's a couple of interesting factors in selecting a putter and one of the first things i'm going to talk about has to do with the way you align a putter to your target line and there's two types of people a very interesting point that that there are people that that look at a putter and some people only see the front leading edge of the putter. And with that, they look at the line, and they line it up to the line of the putt on a perpendicular standpoint. Uh, and so what I, what I mean by that is when they put the putter down, they, they, they envision the line to the target, and the blade of the putter, the leading edge of the putter, has to be 90 degrees to the, to the actual target line. That's how they make it square. Now, the, the other type of person is a guy that lights a big long line on the putter and he uses that alignment line and he makes that line parallel to the line that he's putting on and so the two different types of people that really defines who, who likes a blade versus who likes a mallet and a mallet is a guy that works with that parallel line and the blade guy is the guy that only sees the front leading edge and he looks at that perpendicular line so those those are the two things that people should focus on to determine whether they are a blade guy or a mallet guy. Now, with that being said, the next crucial point that they should be considering is the amount of offset in the putt. And the amount of offset is really going to determine whether the guy needs a putt that he needs to bring it back to come left or whether he needs a putter to push off to the right. And so the first thing that you'll notice is that offset usually makes a guy go left of target. And if he takes a center shaft putter with onset, he generally speaking, he's going to make that 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 putter is going to end up going right of the of the target. So the first thing that they should work with with an individual is have him get on a flat putting surface, have him use the putter that he's currently using. And, and put a target line down or a target on the green and have him putt to that. And his, his inherent tendencies are going to immediately tell you which, which uh, style putter and the amount of offset that he should be using. And you're that, doing that, all this without changing his stroke at all. Just How, how do you normally putt and, and just hit some, hit some putts and you can tell oh, from yeah, that? I, yeah. I, I will never get into some. I, I, don't wanna, I, wanna find, I could correct anybody's putting stroke. 
But the problem is I'm not going to be – if I can give somebody a putting lesson, 99% of the time they revert right back to their old putting stroke when they leave me, and then two weeks later they're doing exactly what they were doing. So I'm, what, what I'm, the points that I'm making are actually working with – I'm not changing anything about that player. I'm, giving, I'm going to put a product in his hand to accommodate exactly – he may be doing a lot of really bad things, but I'm going to try to find a putter – that, that he's going to be consistent with with his putting stroke. And then the next thing I'll start to focus on, if I want to start to make changes, is really ball position. What, what I've noticed, even working with all the tour players, and I've done thousands of fits with tour players, is that a person always puts the ball in a position in their stands Regardless of the style of putting that they're using, that ball goes in the same position 99.9% of the time. And if you had a grid in front of you and you could get a measurement from the tips of your toes to the ball location, from the front toe to the, to the actual ball front to back, you'll find that that guy drops that ball, puts it in the same position every time, regardless of whether he's using more offset or less. And that's one of the that 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 in itself. It's hard to believe that I could have a tour player. He can he be, he could be used to using an answer style putter with a lot of offset, and for whatever reason he comes over and he grabs a center shaft putter, takes one stroke with it, he blows it two feet to the right, and he hands me the putter. He says, "Well, this putter's no good." <laughs> well, the guy the guy never made any adjustments. If you're going to start playing center shaft versus um, you know, uh, a full shaft offset, you've got to start thinking about moving ball position if you're going to do that. But th- th- those are getting into finer elements of, of the, uh, the fit. Stephen Bocieri joining us here. G- great stuff on putter fittings. Stephen, when does forward press come into play? I, does, it, does it seem to you like that's going away in putting these days? No, I don't think so. I, I, I honestly, you know, um, I've had great success with forward press at certain times of my game. Uh, certain days I, I abandoned it for some reason. It doesn't seem to work. I, I think the forward press, um, any of the little nuances that golfers try to produce um, in their golf swing, I think the forward press p- promotes uh, fluid motion. I mean, I, I don't, there's, there's nothing about the forward press that de-lofts a putter um, that people should be concerned about where they get a forward press they need um, to add more loft to their putters or de-loft a putter if they don't. I, I think the forward press motion is, is, is a very viable way to start a putting stroke because one of the things that I've also noticed with, uh, over the years is that people are frozen in the address position of their put, with their putter. I have guys that cannot pull the putter back. It, it just amazes me. They get frozen. It's like it's nailed to the ground. And basically, in cases like that, I get them to do a forward press. It starts the motion, and it relieves the putter through the backstroke. So, you know, something, it's, it's something that's been around for a million years. It'll stick around for the next million. It's just, it's just a trigger point. Steve, talk a little bit about your line and, and why you feel heavy putting is, is the way to go. Well, I, I think our line um, is is unique to to golfers today because most of us are out there and we don't have a whole lot of time to practice. And our putter really promotes more consistency in your stroke, less variability. 
And to be to be a good putter today, I mean, to be a putter even on the PGA Tour level, your consistency of your putting is really what's going to make the difference in getting a lower score. And because a heavy putter engages the bigger muscles, it promotes a pendulum-style stroke. It really takes out those little muscles in the hands and really gets people more consistent. And honestly, you know, we, we came out with the original heavy putter. Uh, it was 475-gram head. It was, a, it was a real tank. It had a 250-gram weight in the back. Um, and it was really designed for a guy that had a nice, fluid, long-style stroke. Um, through the few years that we were selling that putter, and we had great success. We sold hundreds of thousands of those putters. The infomercial was very successful. But what we recognized is that there were golfers out there that have been playing a lot of years, like me, and they're sometimes not, they don't have as long a stroke as they'd like, and they have to accelerate the putter. So that's where the midway came in. We developed the midway putter, and what that allowed the, the golfer to do is get the benefits of using the bigger muscles, but also allow that guy that didn't have a long stroke that was able to accelerate that putter. And um, that was a very successful. We did a nationwide uh, test with that putter. And, and in a blind test, the 7 out of 10 people chose the midway putter over the original heavy putter and over a conventional weight putter. And then what we did recently, about a year ago, and this was more toward demand, is we created a heavy putter light. And that was uh, an interesting concept. It was a 375-gram head. It had a 65-gram back weight, and it had some benefits to the heavy putter concept, but it was really designed for that guy that has a pop-style stroke, the guy that really takes the, and you've seen it. I think everybody that's going to listen to this has seen a guy that takes a putter back two or three inches in his backstroke, and he thinks that he has to accelerate it. And the reason that he does that is because if he takes it back any further than two to three inches, the putter starts wandering and he never gets it back online and he never gets square at impact. So we designed that putter specifically for the guy with that style stroke, and it's also effective on really slow greens where you really need a little bit more acceleration. But overall, I think we make a putter today for just about every golfer that's out there, whether you're light, mid, or heavy, and we pretty much can accommodate every style green that's out there on the market today. I guess we had the back weighting concept before its time, and we were sticking all that lead tape on the back of our 8802s and 8813s back in the day, you know, because that's basically what, it, what you're talking about, right? Well, pretty much. I mean, it, back in those days with the 8802, they were very light putters, and the back weight on the bottom, uh, you know, on the back end, a lot of guys did it under the grip. Uh, ben Hogan, Jack Nicholas, all those guys were very heavy into backweighting golf clubs. Today on the PGA Tour, there's more people than anybody's going to admit uh, because none of the manufacturers are doing what I'm doing through my full swing club line and through the putters. But backweighting really promotes better body mechanics. Uh, it's been proven. It's, it, it, it boggles my mind, and I'm glad that, it, that nobody's done it other than us. So I'm, I'm glad to be called the master of weighted design in the golf industry because I really believe there's going to be a paradigm shift that the, the lighter, longer stuff being touted out in the marketplace today is just something. It's, it's a gimmick. It's sizzle. And if you really want steak, you really need to start looking at my product. Stephen Bocieri joining us. And, Stephen, you threw it out there about some other products that you've introduced in the line, heavier clubs, driver. Talk, talk a little bit about that. 
Well, yeah, um, we last year introduced the heavy wedge, and that was something that I had gotten a lot of requests from a lot of tour players, and they said, Steve, I love your putter, but I got more of a twitch or more of a yip action on my, my short game than I do on the green. So if you ever make a heavy wedge, let me know. And sure enough, last year I did introduce the heavy wedge. And what that does is it gives you complete stability around the green chip shots, it gets your hands leading towards the target. It stops you from chili dipping the wedge that so many people are familiar with. And after we made the wedge, everybody that tried the wedge said, this is awesome. Do you make irons? So I said, <laughs> well, not yet, but I, I certainly can. So basically what we recognized is that there was a demand for the wedge. We had such a, a, a positive response that last year, I spent the whole year, many trips over to China, and I developed a full set of irons, hybrids, fairway woods, and a driver. And, in fact, the, the driver was the, the heavyweight contender, as per Gary Van Sickle from SI. He wrote an article on uh, golf.com that we were the hottest product at the, this year's PGA show. And it really shocked everybody at the show because, like I said, everybody was out there touting lighter, faster, farther, and here we are with the heavy driver. And, you know, we were out there saying, well, look, heavy is not so heavy. It's eight grams heavier than a conventional driver in the head, and we're using a 50-gram back weight. It's been done throughout the industry for 50 years, like I mentioned, with Hogan and Nicholas and Sergio Garcia and other tour players using it. And what happened was that people were getting higher ball velocity, but the real key thing that I'm excited about is repeatability. And just like with your putter, if you're going to become a good putter and, sh and shoot lower scores, it's all about repeatability, becoming more consistent. And what our golf clubs do with more weight is they promote a more consistent swing path and you have more consistent uh, solid impacts on the sweet spot. So with all that being said, we make a product. We think we make a product to, to make golfers better. And what I always say about other manufacturers, they make great, they make good golf products, but we make better golfers. So I'm real excited about the, the extension of the line, and I'm really looking forward to the golf season really kicking up here in the Northeast so I can get out there and do more demo days and get more reaction from the players. But so far it's been uh, nothing but positive press coming out uh, on, the, on the new product line. Stephen, this has been great. It's been great spending time with you. Very, very informational. I'd like to get you back maybe later on in the year to, to talk some more. But uh, thanks so much for joining us, and it's, it's been a great time. Yeah, my pleasure. I'd, uh, you know, anytime I get a chance to talk about my product or just golf in general, I'm always happy to do it. And if any of the listeners today, uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, offer up one of the new midweights, either in the black PVD finish or our new brown, bronze finish for any of your listeners. Uh, it would be a pleasure for me to give it to one of your listeners today. Oh, that would be awesome. Steve, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again soon. You got it, Tom. Thanks for having me on the show. Take care. Well, how about that? A heavy putter, midweight putter, all you have to do is register to win. And to register to win, you just need to know where to go. EdwinWattsGolf.com, our homepage. Scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the Golf Better icon in the middle of the page. Click on it. That'll take you to our register to win link. We just need some information, name and address, email address, information where we can contact you, and our lucky winner will win that heavy putter. Thanks again so much to Stephen Bochier for joining us, and thanks again to you, the listeners, for listening in. It's been a great episode, and we hope you join us back in a couple weeks. We have another exciting episode of Golf Better at EdwinWattsGolf.com. So long, everyone.